Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Abby with Christians on Campus. We're excited to be back with episode 37, the third episode of our Now Faith series. We've been able to see in the past weeks where faith comes from and how our faith grows. But what are the results of faith? What are the natural outcomes when one has faith? In this episode, Jake is turning us to the Word to see what it says about our faith. In 2 Corinthians, there is description of what happens when we have this spirit of faith. We believe, and therefore we speak. It is a normal result of faith in believing to speak about the Lord, and even to speak His Word. Keep listening to see how we can speak forth the Lord and be infused with His Word. Okay, we can go ahead and uh, get started. Welcome back, everybody. Um, Today we'd like to consider our series, Now Faith. So we've been getting into different aspects of what the Bible reveals about faith and how faith impacts our Christian life and how we can even experience and develop our faith. So last week, Danny brought out that faith has a source. It's really a good thing that we don't have to generate faith from within ourselves because then we'd really be in a sticky situation, right? It's not that easy sometimes to believe everything that God's Word says. But we have the Lord as a source of our faith. Just like it says in Hebrews 12.2, we can look away unto Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith. So He started our faith. He wrote it into existence. And now today He's perfecting it. He's completing it. And if we feel like we need faith, We don't have to try and generate it within ourselves, but we can look away to Him and have Him give us more of that. But also, how how does the Lord infuse infuse faith into us, and how uh, how do we look away unto a person that we haven't seen with our physical eyes? We have to be in God's Word. Um, There's another verse, Romans 10, 17, faith comes through hearing and hearing through the Word of Christ. So as we're together and we're handling God's Word and we're speaking God's Word to one another, there is living faith being imparted into us by the Lord, and we're able to substantiate more and more uh, the spiritual things that we can't see with our eyes. So today we want to move on to a new aspect of faith and we, we want to see what happens once, once we're looking away unto the Lord. And faith is coming into us through hearing the Word of God. What do we do with that faith that's generated within us? Do we just get temporarily inspired and encouraged? It's great that we can be encouraged. But there's, there's something revealed in God's Word that we actually can take some action once we've, we've received this faith and the Lord has encouraged us with who He is, and that's just to speak in faith. So I have this verse written up on the board, 2 Corinthians 4.13. It says, And having the same spirit of faith, according to that which is written, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak. This is written by the Apostle Paul to the Corinthian believers. And he's actually quoting a verse from the Old Testament, which is 
Psalm 116.10, and it says, I believed, therefore I spoke. <laughs> so the psalmist, it, there's a really great pattern here or, or example with the psalmist. The psalmist had faith generated within him. He believed something concerning God, concerning God's purpose and who the Lord is. And with that believing, he just spoke. He spoke forth what he had received of the Lord. And then Paul is, is writing or reading this experience that's recorded in the Psalms. That's why he says, according to that which is written, he's reading Psalm 116 and he sees this verse, I believe, therefore I spoke. He says, hey, we have the same spirit of faith. We don't have a spirit of unbelief. We have a spirit of faith. When we hear God's word, there's believing within us. And based upon that believing, we speak. We also believe, therefore we also speak. So it's so good that we can get infused with um, faith in the Bible study. And, you know, but we also want the rest of our day to be a day of faith, a day of substantiating the unseen things and being in the Lord's presence and, and having the spiritual things be real to us. So how do we, how do we maintain that? Um, one, it's good that we can guard our hearing. So just like Danny was speaking last week, that faith comes through hearing. So we have to make ourselves available to hear. We have to set aside some time in our day that we would open up the Bible and read it. Um, even it's good, I don't know if you've ever done this, but it's good if you can read the Bible out loud with your voice because then you can hear those words being spoken and that actually will, when the words hit your ears, you find faith welling up to believe what you're reading. But another really helpful thing that we can do as we're reading God's Word, we need to receive it. There's, uh, I'm, I know you all know the word amen. Usually you say it at the end of a prayer. It's like, amen, that's the end of my prayer. But amen means, in Hebrew, it means sure, steadfast, truly, when the Lord says, truly, truly, he says, amen, amen. So this word we can use to say, I agree, I receive, I believe. This word that God has spoken in the Bible, I believe it. I say amen to it. For example, maybe you, you read the verse, well, actually, even this one, 2 Corinthians 4.13, you read this verse and you say, the same spirit of faith, amen. I have the same spirit of faith. I'm not waiting for the same spirit of faith. I have the same spirit of faith. Amen. According to that which is written. Amen. That I have the Bible. I have that which is written. I stand on that which is written. Amen. I believed. Amen. I'm not an unbeliever. I believe. And therefore I spoke. Amen. Lord, I want to speak. I receive this word. So that's for us to not just hear the word, but to take the word and, and really receive it into our being and agree with it. But then 
we should practice to speak this word that we have received and believed. And this is actually how we can apply this word in our life and, and begin to enter into it. Because I'm sure you've had the experience, sometimes you read the Bible and there's something really encouraging there, but then you look at your own life and it's like, I don't really see that uh, in my life, so it's kind of hard to believe that that's true. Like in Ephesians 2, it says that we're seated with Christ in the heavenlies. But it seems like we're just seated in the basement of Wright Hall at Wright State University. I'm, I don't seem to be seated in the heavenlies with Christ, but I can, I can say amen to that word. Amen, Lord. I'm seated with you in the heavenlies, and I speak it. Abby here. Don't forget that this Sunday, November 20th, at 4.30 p.m., Christians on campus and the church in Fairborn are hosting a Thanksgiving potluck meal. Everyone is invited to come and eat. Join us for a feast and fellowship with other Christians before you go home for your family Thanksgiving. Check out the Instagram or the GroupMe for details. Back to Jake. This is what the Lord did in Matthew 4 when he was being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. For 40 days and 40 nights, the Lord was fasting. He didn't eat anything for all that time. And physically, he became uh, hungry. It says that he, he hungered, and he was uh, probably weak. And the devil came at that opportune time to tempt him, to try and cause him to leave his standing. And he said, if you're really the Son of God, speak that these stones may become loaves of bread. And the Lord said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out through the mouth of God. The Lord had an instant word, and that word was a quote from Deuteronomy. I believe it was Deuteronomy 6.13. But even though it doesn't say this in the Bible, but we have to believe while the Lord was fasting physically, He wasn't eating any physical food. He was eating the spiritual food. He was really eating and digesting the, the words of the book of Deuteronomy because it was instant. Satan said that about the stones. The Lord didn't have to sit and consider and open his Bible and, or open a scroll of the Old Testament and find a good verse to quote. He just had it in him. He had received that word in faith. And then immediately he could speak something. Well, then Satan tempted him a second time. And he said, well, he put him on the wing of the temple, which is the highest point of the temple. And he said, cast yourselves down, or cast yourself down, for it is written, to his angels he will give charge concerning you that they'll bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. The Word says, God won't even let your foot hit a stone if you were to fall. So if that Word is true, and you're really the Son of God, how about you cast yourself down? And then the Lord said, Again it is written, You shall not tempt or test the Lord your God. Again, another quote from Deuteronomy. That time it was... Deuteronomy 6, 16, same chapter. 
just a couple of verses apart. So he really, he really was enjoying this portion of the word, and it, he was infused with faith. I mean, the Lord is God, right? We all believe that. The Lord is God in the flesh, but he's also a real human being. And as a real human being, his faith had to develop. He didn't start as a 30-year-old man on the earth. He began as an infant, and he had to become a boy. And, then a, and he was raised in a family, his mom, Mary, could quote all sorts of verses from the Old Testament as she's praying and praising the Lord for her uh, being conceived of the Holy Spirit. She's raised in an environment of people speaking God's Word, and he's getting infused all throughout his childhood with, with faith through God's Word. Even probably he was taught as a human being to have this habit of getting into the Scriptures and praying over the Scriptures and enjoying the Scriptures and letting them infuse him. So then Satan tempts him a third time and he, he shows him all the kingdoms of the earth and their glory. And he said, all these will I give you if you will bow down and worship me. And the Lord said, it is written, you shall serve the Lord your God. Him only shall you serve. This was, oh no, no okay. That one was verse 16. The one about the bread is 8.3. But within two chapters of the scripture, he had three living, operative words of faith to speak to Satan and shut his mouth. So the Lord is our example that we want to follow. We want to have this kind of experience of God's word. And uh, one example from my own experience there's a verse in Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. It says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Referring to clothing, food, the necessities of your daily life. The Lord was teaching the disciples, don't be anxious for what to wear or what to eat. Don't, eat, don't be anxious for tomorrow. Worry about today. The Gentiles are anxiously seeking all of these things. You seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. Well, that's a verse that I always agreed with, but at different points in my life, it hasn't always been that easy to believe the Lord is going to take care of every single necessity that I have. Like when you, your car breaks down, you know this verse it's not that easy to believe this verse or you lose your job. Or, But right now, one way that we're experiencing this is we're going to take a trip uh, to be in a, a Christian one-week conference of a lot of messages from the Bible, and we believe this is how the Lord is leading us. But it's going to cost some money, and we have to get a rental car probably, and registration costs and different things, and we don't have a ton of finances. Um, so there's some anxiety that can kind of creep up, like the experience of the disciples. What am I going to do about the rental car? Where are we going to stay? And what are we going to eat? And how are we going to plan our time? And a lot of anxiety related to all these things. But this verse has come up within my heart again and again. 
Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. All these things will be added to you. If, if I am really following the Lord, I'm really taking the way that he has for me, then it's his responsibility to take care of my necessities. We have this promise in God's word. I heard it. I say amen to it. I'm speaking it. I'm being infused with faith. And this word is becoming real in my experience. So I hope that we can have more and more experiences of this where first we have to make the time. It doesn't have to be a, a substantial amount of time in our day. Even if it was just five minutes, we can spend some time in the Bible. And then what we read, we receive. What we receive, we speak. And what we speak, we can apply and experience. The word is so clear about how our believing results in our speaking. Even in the Gospels, we can see how Jesus was so filled with the word that when he was tempted by the devil in the wilderness, all that came out of him was the word of God. He believed and so he spoke. And his speaking was simply God's word. When we read the word, we are reading the very word of God. Therefore, when we read God's word, we can say amen to it. Saying amen to God speaking means that we agree with, receive, and identify with it. Don't you want to receive and be identified with God's word? Don't you want to speak what you believe? Practice speaking God's word and responding to it with an amen at home. Pick a verse, a favorite one or simply one that you enjoy, and speak it with a strong, believing spirit. We can live out the very promise in God's word by speaking what we've believed in. Join us next week for our next...